Hey everybody, I'm Beth Davis and welcome back to Teachable Tuesday. Every Tuesday morning, uh, we discover God's heart in his word and apply it to our lives. So let's get started. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, would you come and fill us afresh with your love, with your light, with your life. We need you, Lord. We give you uh, our attention and our hearts at this time. I pray that this Teachable Tuesday would be an encounter with you, God. That we would leave here today with more trust, with more faith, with more hope. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, friends. Truth time. It's been a, kind of a challenging weekend, <laughs> if I'm honest. It, it was a little tough. I had my wisdom teeth out on Friday, and then I got this crazy cold. And it's been a struggle to have the mouth pain and the chest pain and the head pain and... You know, I found myself getting a little bit discouraged because honestly, it hasn't just been a challenging weekend. It's been kind of a challenging few months with some health things. And maybe some of you feel the same way. Maybe you're showing up today to Teachable Tuesday and you're just hoping for a word because you've been having a hard time. Well, friend, thank God you're here because the Lord has something to say to you today. Thanks for being here. You know, life can be hard. Sometimes life can be really hard. We hear about um, some of what you all are going through on the Q&A when we chat with you. I walk with women in the well and I hear your stories. I hear your heart. Um, I know some of what's going on. It's so, so personal, so unique to each one of you. And yet there are similarities there are universal things happening in our lives, and one of them is suffering. So if you're a person who's been struggling, who's been suffering, uh, I have some good news for you today. Really, that's what the gospel is. It means literally good news. And I wanna bring you the good news of the gospel today, that you are not forgotten. You are not alone, and none of this is pointless and I can prove it to you in the word you know back this summer when I was uh, really struggling I was sick with COVID I had such a hunger for the word I couldn't go and be with the Lord and receive him in the sacraments and so I was hungering for God's word and uh, by his grace by his Holy Spirit I read um, the letter of James and I want to share with you today I want to really dig in to James chapter 1 verses two through four. Right off the bat, uh, there was a word for me and it became for me, this scripture became for me a, a framework moving forward. It changed my perspective on the suffering I was enduring. It changed my disposition in the suffering. And I, I hope that's true for you today too. Starting at verse two, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, Consider it nothing but joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let that endurance have its full effect, uh, 
so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Okay, now, I'd heard this scripture before, you know, I've seen t-shirts and stickers that say, consider it all joy, and I mean, I got the sentiment, but you know what really captured me? It was the latter part of verse four, and let that endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. For me, that lifted the veil on suffering. If you want to know what God is doing in your suffering, and, and this might sound a little reductive, but I believe this deeply. If you want to understand why God is allowing your suffering by his permissive will, if you're wondering why is this all happening and all at the same time, if you've been discouraged, I want to lift the veil here and say that what God is doing is that he's making you more like his son. That's, that's the mystery, unveiled, right? He's turning us into his son. Somewhere along the way, we got the, the wrong idea about suffering. And we're not alone in this. People in the, the Old Testament, people throughout history have, have wondered and um, struggled, wrestled with suffering. What is God doing? Is this a punishment? Uh, doesn't God care about me? Isn't he thinking about me? But friends, I, I don't want you to lose sight of the heart of the gospel, which is Jesus Christ, love himself, hanging on a cross, giving up his life out of selfless love for all of mankind throughout all of human history. That's a picture of love. Love is not freedom from suffering. Love doesn't mean we'll never suffer, we'll, we'll never go through hard things. No, love looks like the cross. And so in our lives, when we encounter crosses, we, we have to begin to interpret them uh, biblically. When we encounter crosses, struggles, um, suffering in our own lives, I want you to begin to see the love of God in the midst of that cross. I want you to begin to see an invitation to intimacy, to trust, to love in that cross. So I want this verse, James 1, 2 through 4, to, to become for you your framework, to set your disposition, to give you a new perspective on suffering, that you might have more courage and more hope in the midst of suffering, that you're not alone, that this is not pointless, that you are not forgotten. And I wanna give you some practical ways to do that. They're pretty simple in theory, but pretty challenging in execution. And I just wanna encourage you today to persevere. That's what's at the heart of James chapter one, verses two through four. We wanna let endurance have its full effect Whatever God is doing, however he intends to use this suffering to grow us, to purify us, to turn us more and more into the image of his son, whatever he's doing, we want to let it have its full effect. That verse gave me such courage to persevere in a season of, of long suffering. I, I was so tempted to want to shortcut it. You know, I wanted a quick answer. I wanted to wake up and feel better. I wanted to go back to normal, right? And I wonder if maybe you're feeling that way too, just with the past 
gosh, almost two years, year and a half that, that we've been enduring, that we've been trying to figure out our way through. We've been thinking, uh, we've been tempted to think maybe if we could just go back to normal, right? But today, instead, I want to invite you to a new way of seeing this season of long suffering, your experience of suffering. I want to give you courage and hope, fortitude to let God's grace in your life, to let his activity in your life, to let suffering in your life take its full effect to make us mature and complete, lacking in nothing. That means to make us more and more like his son, Jesus. We want to become more and more like Jesus. And so I'm asking you to persevere. And I'm going to give you a, a little um, way forward in that persevering, right? So that it's not just a good idea, but that there is a practical application. And, and this is different than just pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. I want to very gently and humbly invite you to keep going. Keep going. Keep saying yes and keep showing up in prayer. That's all I want you to do. So hard to do much more than that, right? In the midst of suffering, uh, in the midst of a season of no sleep or um, relational um, struggle, right? Or strife. It's, it's so hard to keep saying yes and to keep showing up. But this is uh, the pattern of the gospel. I want to invite you to keep saying yes to Jesus as, as things come up to respond like Our Lady. When she was invited uh, to give life to the Son of God in her womb, she simply said, yes, may be done unto me according to your word. Yes. Fiat. We've celebrated that yes for 2,000 years. That yes made it possible uh, for God to put on flesh and to be born in time and to rescue us. It's so simple. Just say yes. And so today I want to invite you to give God your yes again. Jesus, I don't understand this, but yes. Yes, Jesus, I don't want this, but yes. Jesus, this hurts so bad. I'm so tired of this. I'm struggling, but yes. We always want to move. It's good to be honest, right? But we want to move through it into that place of trustful surrender and to say yes. So when it comes, it's painful, it's hard. We wanna give up, but yes. But yes, we answer with our lady. We unite our yes with the yes of Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Not my will, but yours be done. And that's not a, a, a cold um, handing off, right? No, that's a very intimate understanding, an intimate invitation into the heart of Jesus, the suffering of Jesus. And, and really the heart and the suffering of Our Lady too. We give God our yes. So keep saying yes. Keep saying yes. And then keep showing up. This is really a tried and true, this is a principle from the rules for discernment from St. Ignatius, right? We keep showing up in prayer, no matter how we're feeling, no matter if um, things have changed, no matter if we've lost heart, right? No matter if it gets hard, we keep our commitments. We, we press in, we endure, we keep showing up in prayer. You might be tempted to skip your holy hour or to not go to mass, but friend, 
friend, please, can I, can I beg you to keep showing up? The grace that you need to persevere it is there in the Mass, is there in Eucharistic adoration. It's there when you pick up your rosary. Every time you pray, every time you persevere in prayer, you're being built up and strengthened. That character of Christ is being born in you more and more. You're becoming that image of Jesus who persevered in the garden, who persevered on the cross. Let uh, this suffering take its full effect let the activity and the grace of God in you take its full effect. It doesn't always come the way we want it to come, right? We want blessings. Uh, we want light bulb moments. We don't want to suffer, but to embrace the cross, to say yes to suffering. Boy, there's so much grace there to make us more and more into the image of Jesus. You know, scripture, Isaiah 53, calls him a man of suffering. He's acquainted with our sorrows. Friend, you're not alone in your suffering. You're not alone in the middle of the night getting up with that baby. You're not alone in the middle of the night having an asthma attack. You're not alone in your car when you, you get that phone call, that, that diagnosis, that bad news. You're never alone because Jesus was a man of suffering, acquainted with our sorrows. He's never left you alone for even a moment he is always with you, and none of this is pointless. It's all making us more and more into the image of Jesus Christ, the image of pure love on the cross. You don't have to be afraid of the cross. The cross is the deepest intimacy that you will ever know. So friend, consider it all joy. If you've been, if you've been presented a cross, you're being invited into intimate relationship with Jesus. He's showing you the deepest part of his heart, the depth of his love for, for you and for all of mankind. You've had this experience, I'm sure, in human relationships even, that you go through something hard. You endure um, a trial, some suffering with a person that you love, and you come out on the other side stronger. There's a deeper intimacy. You may not even have to use words anymore. There's just this silent understanding, this silent knowing. Oftentimes, this is what's happening in suffering. When we perceive God to be silent or far, no, he's, he's so close, he's listening, and he's understanding everything in the silence, speaking the language of silence. When there are no words for what you've been through, for what you're going through, but friend, there is intimacy for it. The language of silence makes way for an intimacy that you've never known before, that you cannot know outside of your relationship with Christ. Everything else is just a glimpse. Everything else is just pointing to that ultimate intimacy and fulfillment that we have with Christ. So don't be afraid of suffering. Don't be afraid of the cross. Allow Jesus to draw you close, uh, to, to kiss you with his love, and to make you more and more like himself in the midst of your suffering. Let uh, endurance have its full effect. You don't want to miss any of the grace. You don't want to miss uh, any of the maturity, any of the blessing of this cross that is being offered to you right now. Let me pray for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, Jesus. Help us not to waste our suffering. 
Help us not to buy into fear, to listen to that, that voice that's tempting us to not believe, to lose heart. Help us listen to you in the language of your silence, the love that you speak from the cross, Jesus, drawing us closer and closer to your sacred heart until we're one, Jesus. I pray that for anyone who is struggling, suffering physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, anyone who's struggling spiritually, God, that um, I know, I believe in faith that this is not a sickness that leads to death, but one that brings about the glory of God. That's what you said, Jesus, in John 11. So for anyone enduring any kind of suffering or struggle right now, let it be for your glory. Let it be for their ultimate good and for your glory, Lord. Jesus, once again, we place our trust in you. We deepen our yes to you. We love you and we thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. I'm praying for you. Pray for me, too. <laughs> Bye.